Hello everybody, and indeed, welcome to Metanorn's Eureka 7L podcast. My name is Jero, the shizzle's here with me. Hey, what's up? And we've been away for a couple weeks, uh, and add an extra week longer with the gap in between episodes 9 and 10, so we will be talking about both episodes on this recording of the uh, uh, what's now called the mini-talk series on Metanorn. Oh, yeah. So maybe we'll do this for another show in future seasons. Uh, we'll have to think about what works and uh, yeah. <laughs> what would be the most interesting to talk about in an audio form. Right, versus a simple write-up just of text that we're seeing. <laughs> play around some ideas. And, like, do some talking and meme imaging. That'd be good. Yep, that'd be good. So for episode 9, we'll, we'll start by talking... Just about episode 9. We see Nakamura and his plans for the world, which is also known as blow up Japan and then rebuild it. It's (laughs) kind of a a pretty radical way to approach things. Yeah, definitely. A little extreme. And I think some of the people that work with him are kind of like, I don't know if this is a good idea. (laughs) thing. You know, it's kind of interesting with the mold that we see in the uh, Generation Blue and how they kind of make that plan work against him. Right, they're trying to sabotage it. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, they can't have this happening. But an interesting thing that sort of comes from it is the idea that the Japanese government is trying to build artificial scub burst, but naturally failing. And we've seen what Generation Blue does with them with mining, so that's probably what they're trying to do. Right. Because I'm assuming that they've been using it for like a power source. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like nuclear power is obsolete, so they want to get the next best thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, those scub bursts are also, I think they're like, I don't know, worth stuff too. I mean, it's high money in, in that, I guess, yeah. type of energy right now. That's the cool plot point for movies and such nowadays is yeah. uh, infinite fuel resources like uh, Avatar. <laughs> What was that movie recently? Um, or was it the Avengers that dealt yeah, with that? Avengers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the cube, the cosmic cube. And they're like, we can use this, and you know, blah blah blah, blah and that stuff. And it's just, yeah, you know how that went. If you saw the yep, movie. yep. Had to uh, <laughs> spoilers for the end of the movie. Right. And uh, I want to ask about the underwater mecha battles that we see in this episode. Did Nervosh ever go on underwater in the first series? I'm trying to think. I could have sworn there may yeah. have been one or two episodes where they've done that. But it but looked really yeah, cool. Because most of the world in that is, is water, so it's like, eh. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, the fish fight, the battle with that was kind of kind of weird. It's very, almost like Evangelion. That's what most people can compare it to. Because mm-hmm. in that in the TV series, Asuka and you know, she, they fight a fish that have monster the same way, but, well, they don't really go in the water, but it's similar. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, I guess mix and pressurized you know, the pressure for the, from the ocean was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting battle because the, the the monster underwater was pretty much invisible except Al sort of realized that through all of the trapper waves that the, the, the mechas emit that he could get it into view and then help and then sort of help him beat the monster that way and then also... Elena and, and Fleur being able to help him this time after seeing so many times of him sort of taking a lead in, lead in defeating the secret. Yeah. Cause I did see him. He threw his, like, boomerang thing at the Elena's 
machine and kind of mm-hmm. like you know all that trapper stuff and it's like oh I can see it and then yeah and then he lost like his arm or something mm-hmm. kind of like wrecked the, almost wrecked the Nirvash <laughs> trying to do that yeah succumbing to the pressure of uh, deep waters yeah and he, I think he kind of like wanted to prove to everyone else that oh because they got the leaders are like no don't transform underwater he's like oh you know <laughs> mm-hmm. screw that I want to yeah. do it my way <laughs> so. Hopefully he learned his lesson afterwards. Yeah, and I didn't see how point where Ao was—they're trying to—I guess I don't know what they were saying, but they wanted to just, I guess, save. I don't know, not not save the people, but Ao wanted to save the people, everyone else. Because mm-hmm. the thing—the thing was gonna blow up. And he's like, they're like, we gotta retreat. He's like, no, I'm gonna go, go save them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of weird that. Well, I don't know. It's not weird. I guess he wants to go against their their orders sometimes because he doesn't really agree with them and there's which, is, a, which is fine yeah there's a, another p- part of that we'll talk about in our sort of random segment but yeah. uh, moving on to episode 10 and thoughts from that we're in America Phoenix Arizona yep and uh, the army's not doing so well no which we're trying to be too cool you know we yeah. got these we got our big military but yeah we're not <laughs> Equipped for a secret. Yeah, you you can't go Call of Duty against a secret. That's not gonna work. Nah, you can't do you, battlefield. You got you know, AO's, You got Nirvash. You got twenty Nirvash to use, but you only you have you, you have to rely on them. Uh, so it's, and the other point, yeah, the, America doesn't really want to ask for help. They just want to. It's like they, uh, they're up to something. They want, I guess, Generation Blue to step in so they can gain uh, some little thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Or pride. It's just like they don't want to ask for help. Yeah, pride and and patriotism. Yeah, probably. If America can't heavily. destroy the secrets, all oh, you know, all the world's going to laugh at us. Mm-hmm. That type of thing, I think. And also in the episode, we we see Al starting to read the uh, the Pied Piper book, and we, that there's sort of a lot of talking about the origins of what the book means, and that it's a book to guide these children out of danger or the harbinger of death or you yeah. know he's leading them into battle there's a lot of a lot of things with Ivica in the episode he's like he, I guess he feels that he's the Pied Piper and he's leading the children to fight and mm-hmm. to him he's he feels like he almost feels like he's leading them to their, their death almost because it's, it's dangerous because we saw in the episode you know AO finally sees the secret kills someone in them, and he kind of freaks out. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like, because it makes sense, he hasn't really seen a secret attack of someone yet, but the machine, so it's like, yeah, you know, a big wake-up call to him. It adds meaning to the team name for me, because we we looked at Pied Piper and then Goldilocks, and we kind of just thought, oh, it's just, you know, fairy tale like novels, but apparently something runs a little deeper. Yeah, some of them might also have grim meanings behind him too, you know. Mm-hmm. Not all happy and cheerful stories. Yeah. So it makes me wonder what, what I really want to see the other teams, if there's any other teams out there. Mm-hmm. And also, I think someone made a comment before another blog I was reading that there are no other boy pilots like, like uh, AO, so it's like, are there any guys like him, or they're just they're all just girls? Yeah, but, I hope they, yeah. Because yeah, another guy would be good for, like, maybe some sort of camaraderie right, or even some there. sort of rivalry in some sense. Yeah. And we see truth in, this, in, in the couple of episodes this time of Eureka 7 being all badass, moving in bit buildings and stuff. And I thought it was really funny when he and 
Gazelle cross paths in, in episode 10. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, you're that guy from the toilet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're interesting or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nakamura in the back just uh, being an idiot and then falling into the water. Right. In secret, yeah, in truth coming there, he's like, he mentioned, he mentioned some kind of line about the secret saying that we don't know what they really are. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I'm starting to wonder, are they, I don't know, I guess they're obviously living creatures, but, you know, what really are yeah. they? Are they humans from another world that are stuck in some monsters or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what it I'm guessing. Gets back to that whole Evangelion comparison with angels and how right. these take on different shapes and sizes, much like uh, Evangelion. The the pod things were kind of kind of weird looking too. I mean, they're mm-hmm. uh, easily it was weird that he figured a way to trick them like that. But talk more about that in a minute. Yeah, they kind of looked like uh, they looked like dragoon weapons. The the the, the secrets monster, right? Uh, which was a gigantic frog. Yeah, it was like a big frog. You know, like the, the little things like tadpoles or whatever. Because <laughs> it would open his mouth and it would all fly out. And, we, you know, they came back in, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird looking. Yeah, and that's the uh, dragoon type thing from Gundam that I'm right. referring to. Tonovic going right up against it. <laughs> With a rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Revisiting some of the random stuff from these couple episodes uh Sloths, as we see with Noah, they can read books and they enjoy swimming. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know the, the book thing. The, the swimming thing, I think I think it technically might be real, but I'm not sure, not sure how good a swimmer they really are. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they he's just, slow, so. yeah, just swimming along all fast, is, or maybe faster than Elena. Yeah, and then jumped out of the pool uh, and like. Or Fleer. Things like. It, it just, I, don't know, it's always, I always end up watching. The sloth mm-hmm. half the time. Like with, with penguin drums, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penguins, like, and I missed the sub. I'm like, I'll go back. We were <laughs> What happened? Yeah, and I, I thought it was funny when he's just reaching for the fruit and it fell down. It's like a funny right. little scene. Like, yeah, painting from that. And then that scene, Elena and Fleer just chilling out, going for a swim. Not a swimsuit episode, but you see them in swimsuits. Not yeah, too well, revealing. Yeah, a little bit of, of service stuff. You know, yeah. One piece suits, though. Mm-hmm. So. And I thought the funny, the funniest scene was uh, when Ao was sitting in the cockpit of the Nirvash, sitting there, and girl, both girls are on top of the Nirvash, just like you know, <laughs> sunbathing and having fun. He's like not paying attention to them. <laughs> yeah, not noticing their asses on the glass. Right. Like, <laughs> hmm. I'm worried about the mission. <laughs> uh, He's like, the, yeah. don't look left, don't look right. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, and they always tease him about that. Though, but he's always like, no, she's not my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. And another pairing we get Nakamura and Truth in episode nine. They're like, after you know, he basically blows up the car and gets rid of all the people inside. He's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're gonna be teaming up to do a little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, possibly. And then at the right time, Truth will kill Nakamura. Right, the backstab. Yeah. Take in here, copy him, take his spot, and no one will notice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what his. His plan, like what he does all the time, I guess. <laughs> I'm assuming he kills the people, and you know, because you can't have them walking around. Then from episode ten, one of the more sort of awkwardly funny scenes was everybody walking out inside a tent. Yeah, to disguise 
themselves. <laughs> it reminds me of something like I would see in like a zombie movie or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they won't notice if we just change our look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just sneak by. And I don't know, I would think the... But it, it kind of makes me wonder what, why the uh, secret can't detect them. But I think, like, they made a comment that... Because I know AO figures it out they, they can see the human form and they, they attack. So mm-hmm. it's like maybe they're... They've been trained or something, then you know that human mm-hmm. humans are evil, and it also makes you wonder. That's kind of why they attack, they attack the robots all the time, because when the the machines transform, they have a human humanoid mm-hmm. look. That's probably why the, the secrets attack them like that. Yeah, there's probably it's kind of like uh, high school DXD where you know the zombies kind of know their way to get around, but they need only sound to right. sort of guide them, and maybe there's something. Limited about the secrets intelligence oh. level. They're probably not, yeah, not the brightest creatures yeah. out there. And maybe truth like trying to push them, lead them, lead them, lead them to, to humans so they can get used to fighting humans or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. they're, I think they're just maybe pets them or something. Yeah. Now you know who doesn't need a tent when battling, trying to avoid the secrets is Evika. Hell yeah. Attacks them head on. It's awesome with the, like I said, with the rocket launcher, and he's just like, I got this, and then just. <laughs> runs out there like, I guess that would be the best weapon to use <laughs> maybe yeah at least on those things as we see when you attack the big frog it's not gonna leave a scratch right yeah, little ones that could probably afford to lose a couple of those but... and there's a bit about Re- Rebecca in there like something about her past that he's like don't mm-hmm. bother he's talking to Gazelle saying don't bother her again about that you know, yeah like, like some something big yeah, like, while well, the big action sequences are going on out there, she's with this other guy, and, uh, who was sitting with her? Thank you, it was Gazelle was with her. Okay, Gazelle later on, yeah. Was, uh, I think some American, someone that she knows. Mm-hmm, yeah. But they said something that, you know, back in the, the past, they did something together that they, I guess, didn't agree on. Mm-hmm. That didn't help anyone, I think it did more damage than it helped anyone. So it's like there's something there she's not revealed yet about her, but I assume there is a story of that later on. Yeah, in probably the second half of the, the second core of Eureka yeah. Seven, and the last little random point that we want to talk about, I mentioned how Elena and Fleur came to help Al in Episode Nine, but that in Episode Ten they actually get to kill a secret. Yeah, if it, if it could like distract them, like they ran there and dropped some missiles and, <laughs> and they killed mm-hmm. it. And I don't know if they what I don't know if they made any comments about, it, but I thought it was pretty funny. They finally got, got to kill them because, like you said, Ao has been the one that leads the charge, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I got it!" And solo one one shot. You want to see but, much more of a team element than somebody just sort of right. going on their own. Yeah, hopefully they're playing into that more because, like mm-hmm. you said, the last few episodes they've, they've actually done. More fighting with Ayo this mm-hmm. time. And through that episode where the big deal was about Fleur and her father and how Al was able to bond with Fleur through hating their their own dads, I kind of feel like the team, is, is, they're getting more comfortable around each other. Enough right. to where they can joke about his girlfriend, Naru. Yeah, even, even when they're, they're talking about the Pied Piper story, you know... Both girls were like joking around, and they, yeah, I was trying to tell them the story. He hit the mm-hmm. button, and it was like, that's pretty funny. So the the dynamic between those three is, it's I like it. I think that's what kind of keeps me watching. I want to see what happens between 
you know, Ao and Elm eventually, but I think Elm is the type of character she doesn't really need much from anybody. You know, she's just like hanging out with people. Yeah. Because I was expecting her to get jealous at the time when Ao was bounding with Fleur, but she didn't, so thank God. <laughs> so, and uh, the preview, I think, for Eleven, what, I don't know if we should talk about it, but they sure. showed Elma, you know, back in her, I guess, other hairstyle, whatever you want to call it, or other... Her, her rock know? star, pop right. star persona. And I'm still wondering what that's all about. You know, I'm like, I made a comment before that, if, one if she's a spy, when she's in that... You know, under that disguise, because when she's in that, when she's the other character, she's like she's completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, I don't know, weird. <laughs> it's fun. And isn't I? I don't watch the previews. I only know from people sort of commenting on it. Right. Is Goldilocks in the preview? Oh yes, all them. The, the three, the three girls are in there. So I wonder if they're getting a new team assignment. I wonder. Mm-hmm. If they join Pied Piper, I would laugh. Oh, and it was it, all three of those girls were were back. Yeah, it seemed like okay. all three of them were up walking around. So I'm, I'm wondering what, what's up with them. Are they like I said? Are they getting a new team? Are they joining a team? Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. Hopefully they don't get beat up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's their their purpose on the show. Yeah, they're they're the they're weak. Yeah, they're the, the lower two. Yeah. <laughs> So I believe that will wrap up our mini-talk for episodes 9 and 10. Hopefully we'll be back for episode 11 next week, Fosh. Yeah, I'll try to get one. Yeah, we can do one episode next time. All right, maybe uh, maybe 11 or 11 or 12. So do stay tuned to metanorn.net. For Fosh, I'm Jero. I'm going to play the ending theme, Stand By Me by Stereo Pony. And... We'll see you next time. See you later.